Hello and welcome to this audio edition of the Ex-Mormon Files with host Earl Erskine. Thank you for joining us. On each episode of this program, Earl, a former LDS bishop, interviews a former Mormon guest about their journey out of Mormonism and into an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. These stories are encouraging, fascinating, and often moving. For more information on the Ex-Mormon Files internet video program, please visit exmormonfiles.com. That's exmormonfiles.com. And now, here's Earl. I'm your host, Bishop Earl, and I thank God for this opportunity. I'm grateful for the many volunteers who make this possible. I was a faithful Latter-day Saint for over 60 years. I have a great love for the LDS people. But I know that there are people who question the church, faithful Latter-day Saints who are questioning and even leaving the church. Uh, again, as I've said, it's sometimes over doctrine. Sometimes it's church, hi- church history that comes along that kind of makes them think. Sometimes it's because they can't keep the commandments, and so they feel guilty and feel uh, ashamed, actually, and they don't fit in. Others just don't feel like they can ever do enough or be good enough. I hope that the story that you hear tonight and that you hear on the X-Files will touch your heart in some way to realize that we, we shouldn't be relying on ourselves. We rely on Jesus to, uh, to save us. Anyway, we appreciate our guest tonight, uh, Parker Hinckley. Thanks for coming. It's a pleasure to be here. And, Thank you. And uh, fine young man, and he's uh, a former Latter-day Saint. And so tell us a little bit about your history as a, as a Latter-day Saint. Well, uh come from a, a long line of generational Mormons. Um, now, I guess to ask you, Hinckley, yeah. are you related yes. um, uh, to, to I believe he is, um, yes, I'm related to him. I'm, I think, a second cousin once removed. Okay. It's not a bloodline, but that's my dad's side, so we got the Hinckley side. Right. And then um, my mother's side, uh, we're all uh, descendants of Brigham Young. Oh. And he's actually my fourth great uh, great-grandfather. Okay. Well, I'm so, sure anyone listening and mm-hmm. hearing the name Parker Hinckley would wonder if what your association yeah. was there. So you were born in the church, though, and yes. your parents were uh, active in the church? They were, were active. They, they were active. My, um, uh, my father, Steve, um, and my mother, Carolyn, you know, they, they, they raised me in the church and, okay. and, and taught me the doctrine and and encouraged me to go to uh, to church and and stay active with, you know, mutual and and, and all this Cub, Cub Scouts. I, I did it all. <laughs> Scouts, um, Cub Scouts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You were, were you a deacon and teacher? I, I was a deacon and teacher. Yeah. Priest. Uh, uh, priest. Okay. I, I um. And so. Uh, in in my teenage years, um. Well, let me just back up here. Um, apart from my 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 church life, I had been you know teased a lot in school and and and, and things like that so um, I had you know tried to go my own way and and uh, I say here. you just feel into yeah you felt kind of alone I mean did you fit in with the yeah. kids at church I fit in with with the kids at church uh, but not so much at not school, well huh? not so much at school um, and I, I've never really had like a whole lot of friends I've only had a couple of friends that I would uh, stick close to. Yeah, it's always kind of been that way, and you know, you as, as time went on, they, just your personality probably. It is. I guess, it or? is. And um, and so, as they kind of went in- inactive 
I went inactive. Oh. I mean, it was... The few friends that you did. It wasn't just, you, you know, them that, that made me in, inactive. It was, it was uh, the world. Mm. You know, it was sucking at me. It was, <laughs> it was drawing me out. And um, I found acceptance in high school in a, in a more popular crowd. Oh. And um, that led down the road to partying lifestyle. And I had never felt more accepted in, in, in my life. I thought, this is, this is life. This so is you, what to live for. You looked for that and you enjoyed yeah. that association mm -hmm. and the, the feel-good aspects of that. Exactly. Now, your parents uh, divorced while you, when you were 14. Yeah. Is that true? And That's that probably true. had an impact on you as well. That's well, pretty yeah. traumatic. And well, you, you know how they, they think, you know, if there's not a priesthood in leader the, in the family, I mean, yeah. things can go kind of hay, haywire. Yeah. Um, so raised but by a single mom. Single mom. Now you had a, life, did yeah. you have a testimony of the, of the church, at least growing up? Yes. As far as Joseph yes. Smith and yeah, um, Book of Mormon? Yeah, the, the, the Book of Mormon, the, jo Joseph Smith, he, to me, I mean, that's that, that story of the first vision, that's all I, I knew. And it was a very compelling, very moving, emotional story. Yeah. And I, I, if you haven't heard anything else, I don't see why you wouldn't believe it. It's, <laughs> but, um, and the same with uh, the Book of Mormon. I guess you had read that or read in it. Yes, I've, I've read in it. Did you take seminary? I took seminary okay. in, in junior high. Yeah. And um, I, I remember a lot of questions arising up in that time in my life as we were going through the scriptures more and doing the scripture mastery. What kind of questions? I mean, doctrinal well, kinds of questions? Yeah, like, like, I remember we were talking about uh, how many planets there were, or endless amount of planets, and God has other worlds, and we were the most wicked world. That's why, that's why we crucified our own God and all this. And it was, it really made me think, well, wow, are we, are we that bad? <laughs> and every, everyone else is just so good, or what, what are they? But, I mean... I guess from that point, I started uh, asking more questions, but it just kind of got those doubts kind of were put on the shelf and, yeah. and left left to sit. And yeah, but um, it was more in, into my adult life when I got more serious about the, the church and I was more convicted. Yeah, and um, that happened when in two thousand seven. Uh, my sister Kirsten Hinckley um, and my mother Carolyn Tuft uh, were shot in. Um, uh, excuse me. Um, they were shot at Trolley Square uh, in in February two thousand seven. Oh, they were involved in that uh, yeah. tragic shooting at Trolley Square. Um. So from that point on. I, I wasn't living a life I wanted I should be living at that point. I was still kind of lingering around with that lifestyle I had in high school. With a group that made yeah. you feel accepted, but uh, and you so, and you felt guilty I guess over that and Well yeah. Over the activities. And I remember and I and this stems from the belief that, you know, our family members can see us or Yeah or or believe in us. Or okay. <laughs> but <laughs> I thought that she was looking at me, and she was telling me, 
Your sister. Yeah, my, my sister. Yes. Now, your mother was shot, but she's, is she okay now? Um, I'm sorry, were they both? Yeah, my mom was shot. She, she survived. She, was she shot. survived, and she's okay now? Yeah, she okay. lives with lead poisoning, actually. Oh, and okay. But it was your sister, and you felt like she might be looking exactly. on you and your lifestyle. And, and so what happened from that point, I felt that, you know, what am I doing? I'm disappointing my sister. I know she would not want me to do these things. Yeah. And I felt terrible. So I, I felt this desire, like I had in the past, to come back. To the LDS, to the LDS church. church. I've been in and out, and every time I've come back, it's always been with such vig vigor and, and so zealous, and I, and I loved it. And the same thing would always happen. The rules, the legalism, it felt so stifling. Really? And uh, it didn't feel free, but again, that was also explained away. And yeah. You know, the that was need part for of it. the culture, part yeah. of what you, you knew what to expect at this mm -hmm. point. So were you able to do that? I mean, you did make an effort to try to yeah. even go on a mission yes. at, at, at that point, didn't I you? I went to um, the bishop of, of my ward, and I asked him, you know, what do I need to be worthy to go to the temple and go on a mission? Wow. And at the time I was 24, and uh, I was dealing with personal sin and, and the life of I, I'm trying to leave behind, and he had to put me on some probationary state mm -hmm. um, di uh, discipline, but we were working towards it. But he also told me that I don't have a whole lot of time because the, the cutoff for a missionary is 25. Okay. So I, I was, I couldn't figure out why anyone would, you know, be forced to stop at a certain age. But, you know, if they were so <laughs> zealous and they wanted to teach the word, but. You were 24 and a half, you could go, yeah. but 25 and a month yeah. or so, you couldn't go, okay. Yeah. So, that, was that disappointing then? Oh, it was, yeah. definitely. Yeah. And, um, but I tried my best and it just, I couldn't live up to it. I fell short and yeah. uh, down I went again. Oh no. But this time it went even further. I, my mother was prescribed pain medication which I had dabbled with in the past, you know, mm. that colorful lifestyle I had. And I got addicted to painkillers. And I got caught and I lost trust with my mother. Oh boy. And then it eventually wound down to heroin. Mm. And I'll tell you that is, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. It is the worst bondage I've ever experienced in my life. Wow. And it just suppresses your emotions. It deadens you to all emotion. Did you know that going into that? Had you, were you aware enough or seen others go through some of those experiences uh, with heroin? And I haven't seen other people. I, so I, you, this no. was kind of new to you, and and you really didn't know about it until you no. got into it. No, I've yeah. heard it was you know, r yeah. really, really bad. And I was actually yeah. deceived at that. The first time I had it, I was told it was something else, but. Oh boy. It got me. And I was eventually shooting it into my veins and that that just makes you spiral around so hard. Wow. And I was I was a dead man walking. I was hundred and sixty pounds. Mm. And Well Parker, do you think part of this was some of the pain and of losing your sister well, definitely. and your mother going through that? I mean you were trying to deal with it to 
Oh, absolutely. In ways maybe that you didn't really understand, but that's how you were dealing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, I mean, a very huge factor for why I went that route. Yeah. And, um, and this leads up to eventually where I'm coming to is how I came to Christ. Okay. Um, you know, I, I remember when I, the last day in Salt Lake City, um, I, my, my family was re researching some ways to, to get me some help. And all the secular help costs money, um, and they treated you like a, like a, a customer. You know, they were like <laughs> catering to you. So um, I couldn't afford it. It was thousands of dollars. And then I found Teen Challenge. Uh, one, one of my friends that I would run amok with, with doing drugs came back a year later. I, I couldn't figure out where he was, but he came back a changed person. Within, I didn't, within the year. Huh? Within the year. I, I had no idea who he was. I knew he was Micah, but... <laughs> <laughs> who, 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 where did you? What but, did you do with the real Micah or the original? Exactly, exactly. So, he, what is Teen Challenge? Old well, Teen Challenge is is a uh, Christian discipleship program, but it it helps people come out of the bondage of, of addiction. Okay. And um, in Southern California, that's that's where I, I was at. They um, so they, you went there. I went there for uh, a, a year and a half. I did an internship there where I served and gave back, and it changed my life. Wow. It, Christ is there. We, it's a 20, it's like $20,000 to get, to go through what we had to do. And it, I had to pay none of it. Christ brought me out of it <laughs> and used the very depths of hell to bring me out and, and out of the bondage of religion. Yeah. I mean, did you kind of get to a point in your life where you just said, I can't do this anymore. I'm just, I need help. I'm, I'm totally yeah. broken. Oh, yeah. I, I, was, I was stealing from my mother. Oh. And uh, like I said, that last day was um, when I, I stole, what was it? I told, I told my mother I, I was going to pay off a debt and I took some of her money didn't bring back a receipt and she just came home through the radio box at me and said you're getting a ticket and going to California this is it this is done to teen challenge yeah. was it and well, so, so tell us about your you were you there a year as well I was is it about that long of a program yeah it's it's a year-long program and, and then four months longer oh, for a for an internship it's kind of like to, a, a, a way to give back it's to help it's hmm. to create a more mature Christian Okay. And uh, develop. And you met an interesting individual there. I yes. I remember you telling yes. me. Um, it is no. It's by no coincidence that this happened. My <laughs> my advisor, who was assigned to me, was, in fact, an ex Mormon. <laughs> and and what so are the chances? <laughs> that, I mean, it was totally orchestrated and and planned. And so, what did he share with you? And he just gave me his. I I I came up to him. All right. I I I asked him, what happened to you? Yeah. And how did you come to realize a, a solid, sure realization and conviction that it's all false? The church is that, not that true. The LDS church is not true. 
and he gave me his his history on on uh, Joseph Smith, mm. which a lot of things I've never heard about him. Most Mormons haven't. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, his polygamous wives. I mean, even though they're it's throughout all the history, they don't teach it. Yeah. And um, but most importantly, what what I had to come to realize is that this is not corrupted. This is not corrupted. The, the Bible. Yes, yeah. it is. He even says that he will not let his word uh, pass away. Uh, not a jot or a tittle shall pass away from the word of the law until things are until all things are finished. I, th I think it's yeah. how and the gates of hell wouldn't prevail exactly. against his church, and heaven and earth would pass away, but mm -hmm. his word wouldn't. Exactly. I know. I, I didn't understand those <laughs> verses either, but I do appreciate them now. Exactly. Yeah. So you began trusting the Bible and reading yeah. it. And yes. And um, I guess he was a great help in being able to bridge those Mormon concepts with a great Christian concepts. Yes. Plus, you were able to break away from your addiction. Is that yeah. true? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it seemed, my addiction just seemed so much smaller than my religious problem at that point in my life. Wow. It just, even though it was a big, huge problem, it, my, my heroin addiction, you know, religion, my addiction to that, the, the emotional satisfaction that you get from it, um, it, it was something that I had struggled my whole life with. Yeah. And I've been deceived my whole life with it. Feeling like you're the one that needs to do it. And yeah. now when you turned your life over to Christ, and was that part of that freeing up and the burden lifting off your shoulder? What... How did you turn your life over to Christ? Well, when I, I mean, it's a kind of a long story, but it, it, it culminated down to one class that my, that my uh, advisor had, had been prompted to, uh, to start. It was basically to teach everyone about Mormonism. Oh. And he showed some, some videos, uh, the Bible versus the Book of Mormon, the Bible versus Joseph Smith. And after all I've been told from, from the Christian community about my church, um, it, all, it all came to that one point. After the end of that movie, I just broke down. Wow. I felt so, so bad for my family. That they had both deceived you and have been, were deceived? Well, it's not their fault. That's all they've known. And yeah. I don't... And I'm treated with such contempt, and no one wants to hear anything I have to say. By your family. About the church, about my, my family, about the church. Yeah. I can't say anything. Um, Is it that so. they just are afraid to learn? I I'm, I'm have the same problem yeah. with some of my family. I, I can relate to them because I've, I've been there, and I've come out of it. Yeah. And I, I, I can say that, yes, I do understand why. I'm not for sure because I'm not them, but yeah. I think it's fear. Yeah. I think it's facing the facts about the Bible, about Pearl of Great Price, the Book of Mormon, all of this scripture that is just so confusing together. Yeah. But just the simple truth about the gospel is... It's it right here. It's in one book. It so. almost seemed like the being broken allowed you to to receive His Word. 
Oh, yeah. And to be receptive where when you're proud and you're on the right track, you don't have that need maybe to, you don't feel broken. You don't feel like you need to confess to God that I'm a sinner and I mm -hmm. can't do it myself. I, I think that's one of the real problems with this pride issue is that we don't ever feel like we need to make any changes. Uh, we're mm -hmm. doing it all ourselves. We're doing just fine. Thank you. And, and we don't need that. Uh, well, I'm, well you've, you've experienced so much <laughs> in your young life. So tell us a little more about your Christian walk and how what the, your, your feelings about Jesus now compared to before. Well, I don't have to worry about being worthy to, to be with, with God the Father, Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, one God. I, I really don't have to work at anything, which plays to my pride anyway. Right. And... <laughs> Um, but you trust I, in his I, gift. I trust in his said. gift. It's yeah. and you know Ephesians two eight nine. Um, For it is by grace you have been saved, and this not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, so yeah. that no man can boast. Yeah. And I mean, reading through this, I'm like seeing where leaders in Elias Church are tripping up. I mean, Joseph Smith boasted about. He was better at leading Christ, even Christ. Of leading the other. Of leading that the, church, yeah, the, the church, church he started. Yeah. So it just it just all fell on my lap like a ton of bricks. And it was so hard to, to grasp all at one time, but it, it's, it, it sifted through and I sorted it out. And it just, Christ uh, came out. Yeah, now, only him. And now, so, people might say in the church that you were unable to keep the commandments. As I kind of introduce the each mm -hmm. program, that some people can't keep the commandments, and so they feel guilty. And yeah. but then people would blame you for that, of course. <laughs> uh, but yeah. I think sometimes it's the system because now you have this trust in God, you have this freedom in Christ, and yet so now you're actually more free to do. Mm evil things, I suppose, if, I mean, not that you are free to do that, <laughs> well, but, but you don't want to. Well, you no. You have this relationship with Christ. And, and, and when I mess up, I know I'm not condemned. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, uh, oh, that's, a, that's a different scripture. <laughs> there is no condemnation yeah. for those who are in Christ. Well, and Christ paid and, for all our <laughs> sins, past, present, and future. We just, he that believeth hath, hath everlasting life. Exactly. So, well, that's great. And yeah. so you've, you have this burden off your shoulders. And I guess the Bible means more to you, as you've explained. The Bible. Oh, yeah. Had you read the Bible much before as a Latter-day Saint? Did it mean much to you? Um, only what, what um, let's see, when they would read the Book of Mormon or, or the other scriptures to prove its validity, they would always go to the Bible. And pull out some that's the only that... time I'd ever read the Bible hmm. and to you know to qualify that those scriptures yeah and that scripture would always inform the Bible so it was just I mean it's a clever story if you don't know what you're talking about but <laughs> it, it it gets found out well you said something that I thought was interesting while we were talking before and it was you said as a Christian it may be more difficult but it's not more complicated no, it's not complicated. Not complicated Ex explain at all. that just a little bit or repeat that for us. Well, it is more difficult 
because... You're making your own choices. Exactly. And, yeah. But... Uh, but you're not promised peace in this life, like, like Latter-day Saints tell you, um, by being a, a, a disciple. You're, you're going to be on the, uh, the receiving end of a lot of mocking and... Family not and, listening. And family. And, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying they're mocking me, but, mm. I mean, he said that uh, he came to bring a sword. Um, and to cause a man, how exactly, <laughs> do, you, do you remember that scripture? Well, I, 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 I know he up. brings a sword into divisions between yeah. brother and sister he, he, and it, father, the, mother. And the so. gospel in its simplicity creates division. Yeah. And the peace I have is in Christ. It's knowing that I don't have to worry about those things that are very temporary and my, yeah. I find my rest in Him. Yeah. And... But I'm not guaranteed any kind of peace with my family or with my friends, so it's definitely harder. Yeah. And I know in, in the Latter-day Saint religion, you are, it's, there's a lot of support. Yeah. There's a lot of happiness. It, you're, you're part of something bigger than yourself, and to leave that is, leads people, some people, to suicide, mm. you know? Yeah, they, they, they're challenged and guilty. And, and so it's... So, supremely difficult. So tell us a little bit about uh, visiting churches, and you've attended churches, and well, yeah. what kind of messages do you hear there? Well, it's in church, I, unlike in the Latter-day Saint sacrament meeting, it's always about Christ. I always hear about Christ. Yeah. And not about, you know, how we can be more self uh Reliant, yeah, or I mean, it's self, or, or self. Praise to the man. Praise or, to the man. Yeah. Yes, and so it's. I hear a lot about the mercy and the grace, and and there's no condemnation for you, and there. His, his arms are always open to you, and he's there for you always. Um, he's there through you. He's always, his spirit's always with you. Yes. Like, like they, they, they don't say that it's always with you. It's, or the Latter-day Saints, they say it will leave you if you sin. But he came and died for us while we were still sinners. Yeah, that's a unique concept, isn't it? Yeah, and so... And, and in the church, it's all, the LDS church, it's almost like, well, just repent of your sins. You know, and, mm -hmm. and yet we always sin. So, yeah. we're, I mean, I guess the idea is then that we're always repenting. But it's a great burden, and you've, and you've certainly endured many things, and, and grateful, I'm sure you've seen God's hand in your life, to have this counselor who is a former Mormon be able to instruct you and, and guide you along. And I guess you've communicated with him since, and he knows your... Well, before you left, you probably yeah. had a Christian mm -hmm. walk and mm -hmm. and had felt you turned your life over to Christ. And well, I hope your the rest of your life goes a little <laughs> smoother than some of your experiences in the past. Oh. I wish your mom the best still, and I know it's probably well, something you never forget, the tragedy and all. But I uh, would ask you and everyone here and the viewers to please pray for her. She suffers yeah. every single day. Yeah. Um, from lead poisoning that won't leave her body. Oh. And so I pray for healing. Well, let's but... be sure to pray for her. Okay. Yeah. So thank you. Well, Parker, thank you so much for sharing. I know this You're is welcome. difficult. And, you know, especially to admit that you, you in, a, in an LDS sense, were weak. 
so to speak, that mm -hmm. you, you fell short, which we all do. And I think that's where the pride problem of, of all of us that are so judgmental because we look at others and, well, they're not, they're not so good, but I'm wearing my white shirt and tie, and I'm pretty good. You know, I've got things all together, and I don't think God's a respecter of persons. I'm sure you'd agree with that. I agree with that, yeah. most definitely. Well, we appreciate you watching. We'll see you next week. This has been the audio edition of The Ex-Mormon Files. The Ex-Mormon Files is a production of Main Street Church of Brigham City. For information about this program, including past and current video episodes, please visit exmormonfiles.com. From there, you can also download audio episodes of this program. If you have an Ex-Mormon story you would like to share, we'd love to hear from you. Please write us at contact at exmormonfiles.com. Thank you for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again soon.